When you're dealing with such a crazy mixed up world, sometimes it's hard to know exactly how to go about addressing all these problems. But I'm going to do my best on today's version of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And I'm back on my Wednesday slot that I've had for quite some time. As a matter of fact, this is show number 90. Doesn't seem like that could be possible, but it is. I keep track of all the shows that I've done for Bob. And anyway, I've really enjoyed my time at Truth to Ponder, and I really enjoy everyone tuning in. Well, I had about five topics that I wanted to talk about. And every time I'd settle on one, I would change my mind. And so... I guess this is going to be kind of goulash today because I really don't know which is the most important. But I'll just get things going and I'll start telling you about some things and my opinions. I'm going to start out with talking about the possible World War III that we're rushing headlong into. It seems like that Belarus is itching for a fight. It looks like Moldova is itching for a fight. I don't know why Poland would want to fight so bad, but Poland is itching for a fight, and it looks like Germany's itching for a fight, and everyone knows that illegitimate Joe and all his ilk, that cabinet of fools, well, they think that they can push their weight around, and they think that they're going to win in a game of chicken. They think that they're going to get Russia to blink, and I really hate to inform them, but Russia doesn't play games like that. Russia will not blink. And so we have an out-of-control, horrible group of people that are in the Western world that, and to use an old horse term, they're feeling their oats. They really think that there's something. And the mere fact that these people are playing with your life and my life just doesn't sit very well with me. And I've been really trying to think of what I can tell you what we need to do about it. But in reality, this government needs to go. You know, in other governments, they have no confidence votes and the governments are replaced. And this country, you have one party rule. You have the corruptocrats. They're all just corrupt. That's all they are. So we have a bunch of gangsters that are corrupt that don't understand that they're playing with everyone's lives. And even if they understood that, they wouldn't care. But they keep poking the bear. And I've got to say this about Vladimir Putin and all of his cabinet and all the people that advise him. The West has really been egging him on for him to do something really stupid and to start World War III. And they're pushing and pushing and pushing. And they're hoping to get a few more Ukrainians killed and some Polish killed and And they want some of these small little countries that border Russia. I guess they're going to sacrifice them into the jaws of the bear. But they want to have Russia blink. And Russia's not blinking, and they're not taking the bait. But I really do think that all the people that are saying that Russia's a paper tiger, Russia's never going to do anything. All they do is warn, don't do that, or we're going to have to respond. But they never respond. And so people are really taking that wrong. Well, the reason they're not responding is that they're waiting for the right time. And when they do respond, 
it's going to be so huge that we're not going to know what hit us. I know in the book of Revelation in the Bible, it talks about things coming down in an hour and how awful things are going to be and how mankind has never seen anything as bad as Armageddon. And I think if we do get into a full-scale war with Russia, I have a hunch that China is going to join right in. And I don't think the United States or the West is going to last. They've sown the seeds of destruction. But the reason they're not going to last is because the leadership in the West does not want them to last. They want a one-world government. And so the bastions of freedom have to fall. And the United States has always represented that freedom. And so we have to fall. No matter what, the United States has to go. And when you have a corrupt, illegitimate government that is trying their best to destroy this country, you have all these fringe groups that are in control of almost every narrative. And it just really leaves the average American pretty much just holding the bag. And so we're being destroyed from within, and then we're going to be destroyed from the outside too, because they're going to poke the bear once too often. And then when the bear gets poked, it's not going to be a shoving match. You know, if you've ever seen two little boys get in a fight, usually starts with them pushing each other, kind of shoving their shoulder back. And then the other one will shove the other one. And then push comes to shove, and then all of a sudden fists are flying. Well, that's not going to be how Russia is going to do this. They're going to sit back and take all the grief that they're getting and take it and take it. And then when they do respond, it's not going to be a shove. It's going to be a kill shot. And so all these people that are waiting for a little tug of war before things get really rough are really misguided. When you look at the history of Russia and how many people have tried to destroy Russia and how Russia really does feel that they are standing up for their whole culture. They're fighting for the life of their country. They're fighting for their culture. They're fighting to keep things the way they've always been in Russia. They want Russians to be Russian. And you see, right now, the people in the United States don't feel like we're Americans anymore. Because a true American right now is one of these LBGBQD things and has rainbow flags and has purple hair and green teeth and black toenails and you get the whole idea, I'm sure. That's what a real American is according to all these fringe groups and according to the government. If you love your God and and you love the Second Amendment, well, you're just a bitter clinger clinging on to your Bible and your guns. You're an enemy. And the way the government in this country, and also all of the Western countries, are thumbing their nose at God and trying to outlaw God is what they're trying to do. They're trying to ridicule and outlaw God and then ultimately replace God. And that's going to come back and haunt them. And so we have very little we can do except sit back and watch. Because I think that even if 10 million people marched on Washington, I think that they have enough woke people in the military. I think that there's enough people in place that they would do something really stupid. Remember, illegitimate Joe was talking about, I don't know why people want their guns because 
they can't fight against F-15s and all these other attack aircraft and Apache helicopters. And so that was really the first time an American president has ever threatened the people of this country. And also, I was thinking about all these executive orders. Do you know that Obama, when he was in office, before his first term was out, he had issued over 900 executive orders? I think Nixon only did like five or six. Same way with Ford. I think that John F. Kennedy only did three or four. I think that Truman only did four or five. And so executive orders were not something that was normal. But all of a sudden, when George Bush the first got in, they started doing more executive orders. And then Bill Clinton, he came and smashed the record for executive orders. And then George W. Bush eclipsed that. And Obama came in and in under two years had issued more executive orders by far than all the presidents combined. Then, of course, when Donald Trump made it in, he had to do executive orders to get anything done. And illegitimate Joe has kept the pace with a bunch of executive orders. And when you're issuing executive orders, you are a dictatorship. And so I would have to say that with George Bush the first, we started slipping into a dictatorship. And the reason I'm talking about that is that our votes, I don't think, really count anymore. Because I think that if we would happen to vote the person in that we wanted in, but the powers that be didn't want that person, I think they would just change the vote. We've seen it right before our eyes. We've seen it happen. We've seen them put cardboard up over the window so they could so they could steal an election behind cardboard. This country was never meant to be ruled by secret societies. And John F. Kennedy, he came out very strong against secret societies. And then the administration before that, which was Eisenhower, came out against the military-industrial complex. And somewhere after John F. Kennedy was killed, things started really changing. And again, the reason I'm saying this is that when we see ourselves in the predicament we're in now, well, there's a reason why it's so bad, and there's a reason why people are really frustrated and don't know what to do. Because in reality... The United States that we all were born into and grew up in does not exist anymore. And when generations ago, it was unthinkable for an American soldier to think about bearing arms against his own countrymen. Now the military openly discusses it and practices such things. And in a way, we're kind of trapped in this dilemma. And I really don't know how we're going to change this deep state because it is so deep and has so much money and so much power. Now, I'm not saying we need to give up. I'm just saying I really don't know how to proceed to try to keep World War III from actually happening. Every time someone comes up with a proposal for peace, it's not even really looked at. I've heard people say that Putin didn't want to negotiate. He never came to the table. And People are trying to change history because it was just a little over a year ago that Russian diplomats were hand-delivering to all the capitals in Europe as well as in the United States. They hand-delivered proposals that would keep Russia out of Ukraine. And they were very simple, straightforward, and doable proposals. 
proposals that would not have hurt anybody because all Russia wanted was Ukraine not to be militarized, Ukraine not to have missiles, and Ukraine not to be in NATO. And then Russia wanted a guarantee that the West would stay out of Ukraine and stay out of that area and keep their missiles away. That's all they wanted. But now that's morphed into everyone saying, Putin wants to rule the world, which he doesn't. And then after Putin gave his, basically the equivalent of State of the Union speech here last week, I turned on the radio, and it was shortwave radio, but for some reason, the program was playing a news clip from one of the illegitimate media networks that think they're media, but they're really propaganda. And what they had was a lady on there that said she had met with Putin about five times. And she said, oh, it's so sad to see his mental health go. I think he's insane. I think that we have a lot of trouble with Putin now because he's obviously not the same man he was. And I just about gagged because I not only heard the speech, I read the speech. And I would only hope that we would have leaders as competent as him. Now, I'm not a fan of Putin. But I'm not a fan of Biden either. At least Putin is trying to stand up for his country, and he's trying to protect his borders, where our government doesn't care. They're letting everybody they can across the border. And it's really odd that they made everyone have COVID shots and COVID tests, unless you were an illegal coming across the border. Then all you got was welfare and a place to stay. I think that it's just absolutely obscene what's going on. But it's happening on purpose. And usually when I come to this microphone, I have some ideas of how we can go about trying to change things. And really, I don't have any idea what we're going to do to change hearts other than pray that hearts are changed, which is very powerful. But when you have people that are so gleeful in their evil, these people act as happy as pigs in slop to be this evil. And I happen to know that if people like their demons, it's hard to get them to let go of those demons. And if the demons happen to leave or the people decide to drive their own demons away, if they like those demons in the first place, they'll always invite them back. And so we do have a very tall mountain to climb to try to change hearts because these people really like who they are and they like what they are. And I think these people only see a lie as a tool. I don't think they think of lying as something that was bad or something I think that they think misrepresenting things is fine. These people seem to revel in their propaganda. And you don't dare call them out on it because they always flip the tables and they'll make you the bad guy. And so all I can say about this subject is keep an eye on that whole area But you're going to have to keep an eye on Israel and Iran. Keep an eye on North Korea and China. Keep an eye on Bosnia. Keep an eye on that whole region, that whole Ukraine region. But all it's going to take is one fool to do one foolish thing. And unfortunately, all of the leadership that I see are all fools. And so it's just going to take one thing. Everyone seems to be itching for a fight. It's like they have a whole war chest full of toys, and they can't wait to use all these billions of dollars and all the toys that they've funded. 
And then when you had the United States take their B-52s and fly low, pretty close to the Ukrainian border, whose idiotic idea was that? They're showing Russia some force. Well, they're showing Russia some slow-moving targets. But aside from that, what about those poor people that live along the border that are scared for their families? And then all of a sudden, here's these gigantic warplanes flying low. They have no clue if those planes are Russian or not. They don't know if they're have. They don't know if they're going to be bombing. And so we have this quote unquote war on terror, and then we have the Air Force acting like terrorists flying over these villages. You know, there's so many things wrong here with every picture. Again, that's why I had a lot of trouble picking a theme for this show, because everywhere I look on all my research, it's just I just see idiocy. And all of us have been around people that are not too bright. But most of the people I've been around that aren't too bright, they at least try to be as good as they can be. They try to improve themselves. But we have a bunch of people who are idiots that think that they're perfect. And when you're perfect, of course, you don't have to improve yourself. Because how can you improve on perfection? Just ask old illegitimate Joe. He'll tell you. You know, he's the big guy. Give him another 10%. He's so perfect. I don't know what to say other than they're evil and they're wrong and they're playing with your life and playing with my life and they don't really care. And I think it's the evilness that gets me, but the fact that they really don't care. I don't know. These people just have to go. They just all have to go. All these quote unquote leaders from all these countries, they all need to resign. Because they don't have the best interest of their people at heart. Do you think that Germany has the best interest of Germans? By opening their border and having all these quote-unquote immigrants come in and take over their country? Same way with France. Do you think the president of France really likes French people? If he did, he'd protect them. You know, Adolf Hitler has went down in history as one of the worst people ever. And in Germany, he went down as the evil dictator that he was. And in Germany, he's considered a very evil dictator. But I have a feeling that if mankind lasts on this planet, if we don't kill each other all off, if history books are ever written about Germany, I think Angela Merkel is going to go down in history worse thought of than Adolf Hitler for what she did to her country by allowing her country to be invaded. Hitler did the wrong things by invading other countries. Angela Merkel did the wrong things by letting other countries invade Germany. Same way with France and also the UK. And I think the only thing that's saving Australia is the fact that they're so far away, these migrants can't get there, but they seem to be of the same mindset. The governments down under seem to be in lockstep with UK and the United States and all the other fools. And so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I know the leader of Belarus seems to be pretty belligerent. and He kind of acts like he wants to get into a fight. And so I see Belarus getting in this real soon. And then when I look stateside, I'm going to kind of switch gears to another topic, is where's the church? In all of this, Where's the church? You know, I used to see signs on the church, you know, billboards they'd put underneath their sign, 
they'd have a sign where they could put messages out. And there used to be messages on these little signs that were either cute or informative or to the point. Some of them were really good. Some of them were just kind of blasé. But most of the churches had something to say. Do you realize that most churches don't put out anything anymore? It's like they've been told to be quiet, and so they're going to be good little churches, and they're not going to say a word. And I really do believe that what's happening is biblical. And so why have the churches gone silent when we're living in times that are totally biblical? And what I mean by biblical is that I think we're seeing prophecy being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. And I know that there's been prophets that have been saying for the last 20 or 30 years that this was going to happen. And I know that most of them have been impugned and people said, oh, they're just, they're just fear mongers. They're just after money. A lot of these old prophets are all dead. But I can actually say that a lot of what they said back in the 1970s and 80s and 90s is something we're seeing now. And so were they really prophets? I'm not sure. But I know that they're not quite as crazy as what everyone thought they were, at least on some of their predictions. They were just wrong about the time, but the deeds that were going to happen, they were pretty well right on, some of them. And a little side note, people are called conspiracy theorists all the time as a very derogatory term, like you don't know what you're talking about, you're just stupid. And I tried to wake somebody up and they said, well, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. So I just quit. I thought, okay, well, this person doesn't want to wake up and won't. But I got to thinking, I'm not talking conspiracy theories. I'm talking conspiracy facts. You know, a lot of these things are absolutely a fact. And when you tell them the facts, they don't want to hear it. It's kind of like on these college campuses, you have these kids that supposedly are spending their parents' money to learn something. And instead of learning something, they're there being rabble-rousers and trying to overturn cars and knock statues over, and they're not there learning. But if you hit one of those with facts in a debate, they get so mad, they do not know how to deal with facts. And so these people that are denying that there's any conspiracy that ever takes place, if you hit them with a fact or two, boy, they get mad. And I'm positive that there's a lot of churches that if you went into the church and talked to the leadership of the church, trying to get them on board with at least being there for the people, because I think we're heading into very hard times, these churches are still, they're more concerned about their church picnic and how much money goes in the offering than they're, than they're concerned about the well-being of their people. And that's really sad to say, but I think that that's, all over. And there's a reason why people aren't going to churches. A lot of people have been burned by churches, and I understand that. But the churches right now are not feeding anybody. I'm sure there are churches that you can spiritually get fed, but they're few and far between. Then you have all these mega churches and these TV preachers, and they sound more like motivational speakers than they do pastors. And I wonder how many people out there really truly have a pastor's heart that are actually pastoring churches. I know that Bob Bierman truly has a pastor's heart. 
And I really appreciate that. But I wonder how many pastors out there really truly have a pastor's heart. I know there are some pastors that are on the radio, especially on shortwave, and they seem like good people too. But I don't know how many people are going to any of these pastors for advice or for learning God's word. I really don't know. I know we've been hearing about some revivals that have been breaking out, and I really do appreciate that, and I really hope that that's the case. But isolated events, while they're still very good, they need to be more widespread. I talked about the Great Awakening that I was hoping that was going to come, that I feel that's happening, but it's just really slow. talked about that Monday. Well, we need to have a Great Awakening of the pastors and a Great Awakening of the church. Because when you look at what's potentially going to happen with the world just absolutely going mad, people are going to want places of comfort. People are going to want guidance. They're going to want to have someone that cares about them and their family. They're going to want to have a place where they can go and be with like-minded people without being ridiculed or singled out for being a conspiracy theorist or someone that is not towing the mark that the dictatorship, no matter what country anymore, they're almost all dictatorships. And so you have people that are in churches that seem to be wanting to be of the world and wanting to have the world's accolades and they want to have the world's blessings. And I think that those are the kind of churches you really need to avoid. And I know I have several listeners who have contacted me that are very much anti-established religion. And I really do understand that because when you're looking at established religion, a lot of times you're looking at man's doctrine and man's doctrine many times contradicts the Bible. And it seems like when different church organizations have conferences and decide what they're going to do as far as changes in the way that they are conducting their worship service or they're conducting their internal workings of the church. And one of the big things is gay marriage happening in the church, that they change. But those people that are on these committees have never known because maybe they've never read the Bible. But even if they have, they're not following the Bible because the Bible clearly says that that God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so when they keep changing how they serve God, then in effect, they're changing the God in who they claim to serve. So we need the churches to step up, and we need them to step up very soon. But do I think that's going to happen? Unfortunately, no. Because we have, the church has been very much infiltrated by just the world. And also, there are churches that are purely satanic. They claim to be Christian churches, but they're the ones that the Bible talks about that Almighty God is going to tell them, I never knew you, when they try to say how much they did for the good of God's kingdom. And so we have to really be careful because we are living in times that are just so volatile and it's so easy to do the wrong thing. But I do know that if we do nothing, that's also the wrong thing. And so choose your associations well. 
do the best you can to be around the people that are going to keep you the safest and the healthiest spiritually, mentally, financially, you know, all the way through. You need to be around people that are truly a blessing to you. And before I go on break, I'm going to ask that you would consider supporting this ministry. And you can go to the website, which is truth, the number two ponder dot com and then click on the support tab and it'll take you to a page that will guide you through how to give through a Christian funding site called Give, Send, Go. But if you'd like to send in a check or money order, you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. And your donations are very much appreciated. And on the other side of the break, I'll be back and pick up where I left off. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Father's Beggars coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. When my father was a, a kid in the restaurant, he would often see other people having things that he wanted. And so he'd go to the different tables and beg for food. When his father caught him, they were embarrassed when they saw that happening. They're embarrassed because it's a reflection of them. Their child is going around begging from other tables. So it is for the children of God. You see, when we live our lives as desperate, needy people, we're giving a reflection to our father, about our father. We're dishonoring him. If we walk around needing love, needing the approval of others, needing the acceptance of others, needing the, 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 all that other people have, begging and all that stuff. We, we need the, the, what other people have, worldly success or comfort. We need from the world. We live to get from this world or to take from this world. We're saying he's not taking care of us. If we live complaining and sad and miserable, we're saying he's not taking care of us. We're testifying against our father in heaven. We're an embarrassment. In the kingdom, he commanded us to rejoice. That's a great thing. You know, it's not just, you know, you can be joyful. It's okay. Be joyful. It's a command. You're a child of God. You're a child of the king. Stop being needy. Stop living like a beggar. You've got everything. You've got all things that you need. You're a reflection of your father in heaven. He's the God of all. God called you to live like a child of the king, not like a beggar. Now, how do you like to receive something so awesome? It's been hidden 2,000 years. And not been revealed elsewhere, as far as we know. It's the you can get the awesome, unprecedented mystery of the temple doors on CD, amazing stuff, and the free special free gift subscription sapphires, guaranteed to help you become strong and victorious in God. It's like vitamins for your spirit and updates on Israel and prophecy. Free? How? Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua. Write it down and you dial it. That's it. Call one eight hundred Yeshua one for your free gifts. You will be blessed. But call now one eight hundred Y E S H U A one. Now, listen. I invite you to 
Join with me in bringing salvation back to God's ancient people, Israel. And the unreached peoples on five continents is amazing. The farthest way you'll ever spread the gospel through shortwave radio. It's amazing. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy at Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. And you can visit us at hopeoftheworld.com. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Alechem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, or Haolam, the light of the world. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I'd like to welcome you back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in today for Bob Bierman, and I really appreciate you tuning in today. Well, I'm kind of all over the map with this show, but I wanted to finish one thought about the churches. If you are in a church that is active and is spreading the good news of the gospel and is doing what they need to be doing, well, you're in a good place. That's a good place to stay. If you're in a church that has their head in the sand and seems to be more worried about who's going to mow the lawn and who's going to bring the baked beans to the picnic, well, I think you need to change churches. That's just my opinion. Because I think we're living at a time where the rubber truly meets the road. And when we get hit, whether it be with a nuclear exchange or more societal collapse or just something, We're going to get hit unaware because the powers that be have made sure to keep us all in the dark. And most of the people that tune into programs like Truth to Ponder are awake, and they're not in the dark, and they understand what I'm saying. But it is unbelievable how many people out there are totally happy with what's going on. It just borders on being insane. I think that people hear what they want to hear and they see what they want to see. And also on the side of trying to warn people, I would say that that happens to me as well. Is it sometimes I want to see people waking up when maybe they're not? Sometimes I want to see cooler heads prevail on the world stage and they're really not. And so I think we're all guilty of having some false hope in mankind. But that's where you put your hope in Almighty God. You trust in Jesus. And if you do belong to a church, make sure that it's a real church. It's a Bible-believing church and that it understands its role as a church. And it's not just a glorified social club. And unfortunately, we have way too many churches that are that. And then plus, when you add to the fact that a lot of churches now want to be seen as being modern, that they're allowing gay marriages and all sorts of things in their church and they're and they're flying the gay pride flags from the pulpit and if that's your church get out that's just my opinion but i really think you need to well i'm going to move to the next topic that i really touched on the last two times i was on truth to ponder but it really has me bothered this train derailment at east palestine ohio is just horrid. When you look at the environmental aspect of it and all the animals that have died and people have lost pets and livestock and 
all sorts of different animals have died from this. And yet the powers that be claim that it's safe. Just drink some bottled water. You'll be safe. Just go home. Nothing to see here, folks. And you have townspeople there that have been vomiting blood. I guess that's normal now. Five-year-olds having heart attacks and people falling dead on the field of play and athletics and now vomiting up blood, I guess. It's just nothing to see here, folks. But what I can't get out of my mind is that I saw a video put out by the National Weather Service that they were showing these dust storms in New Mexico. And they were showing how ferocious these dust storms were. And they said, well, that's what was falling. That was the particles that were falling all over West Virginia. I touched on that last show. But what I didn't say, and I should have, is that what was coming down in West Virginia were flakes, just like snowflakes. Matter of fact, what they look like is that artificial snow that they use in Hollywood. It looked just like that. Only the wind was blowing it, whipping it around. And so it honestly looked like a snowstorm. Anybody that would watch that video would say, oh, that's just a snowstorm. But it wasn't snow. But yet with a straight face, our government officially is claiming that what was falling in flakes over West Virginia was from a dust storm in New Mexico. First of all, the dust doesn't travel that far. And second of all, the dust never comes down in flakes. Now, I've been in dust storms in New Mexico, and I've been in dust storms in Arizona, and I've been in dust storms here in Nebraska. I understand dust storms, and what I saw on that video in West Virginia was no dust storm. You might say, well, it came from really high up, and it was just coming straight down. In flakes? White flakes? Now, since when is the ground in New Mexico white? Now, I know that there's a White Sands missile base, between Alamogordo and Las Cruces. And it's a beautiful area because it has this really nice white sand. But that sand doesn't blow when you're talking about dust storm. But even if it was that white sand, it would not form flakes. But sand is heavier than dust, and sand would not go very far at all. And so there's a massive cover-up. And since I see a massive cover-up, it makes me wonder, just what is going on there? If it was just a normal emergency, if it was a normal accident, they would be in there cleaning it up, and they'd be watching out for the people and telling them they have to stay away from their homes for six months or however long it's going to take, a year, more, I don't know. An illegitimate Joe deciding not even to visit that area, that was one of the worst disasters that has ever happened in this country. And if mankind sticks around long enough to write history books about that event, the officials that handled this are going to be absolutely skewered. They're going to be absolutely destroyed in the history books. And I think they need to be rough on these people because they don't care about the people in Ohio. They don't care about the people in West Virginia. This new world order bunch, they don't care about any of us because we're using their resources. And if we're all dead, they're happy. But how deep they'll go with their lies. And they'll lie about their lies and then lie about those lies. 
and it just absolutely snowballs, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And at first, when I was hearing that this was an attack on the town, I thought, well, it was just a very unfortunate accident. Then the more I studied, I was finding out that there were people that were wondering if the Amish weren't the ones that were under attack. And at first, I kind of discounted that. But then I learned about this movie, and it slips and it slips my mind, the name of this movie. And I'm sure that most of you know what I'm talking about. But it was a movie filmed about a year ago in that general area of Ohio concerning a derailment and a chemical spill, almost like it was scripted. And then when you look at 9-11, there was a movie came out a year before that about terrorists flying planes into the World Trade Center. And I'm really starting to think that there's something about this New World Order bunch that's very satanic, that they have to tell people what they're going to do beforehand to give it power. At first, I thought that was pretty far-fetched, and I wasn't buying into that at all. But after looking at this movie where they had to derail it in a small town in Ohio that was actually filmed near that town, and it was almost like the scenario was just uncanny how close that it was. And then if you look at the movie Omega Man with Charlton Heston, it was remade as, and then Will Smith had a remake of it about a virus that escapes a bio lab and it kills everybody. There's just way too many coincidences that are happening for them to be coincidences. So I'm starting not to believe in coincidences at all. And so my mind is definitely thinking that there's something horribly nefarious here. And it's going to be very deadly. And I don't know what to tell the people of Ohio and Pennsylvania and West Virginia. That whole area goes even into Canada where all this toxin is going. And I've watched some videos of some fishermen down in the Gulf Coast that think that they're going to have their whole livelihood ruined in months because they think that it's going to float down the Ohio River and they think that they're going to be forced out of business. And if that is truly the case, then I'm going to have to say that, yes, this was a very much planned attack and the area was picked because if they get rid of the rich farming area of that part of Pennsylvania and Ohio, and if they poison the land of the Amish, and let's not forget that the Amish have been targets of federal investigations and everything else over there selling meat and eggs and milk. These people that are in power want to control everything. Now, I probably shouldn't say this over the air because I'll probably have a knock on the door and have a SWAT team come take me out. But I have chickens and I sell eggs. Oh, no. Well, I shouldn't have said that. Well, I guess I'm on their list now. See how stupid this is? That's the America we live in right now. And I don't know about you, but growing up, and I know all the way through the 1970s, all you heard was pollution this, pollution that. We're destroying the earth. Pollution, pollution. Let's fight pollution. That's all we heard. And then we have the most major event in the history of the United States as far as polluting. And where are these people? Where are all these activists? Where are they? And also, to add to the absolute 
strangeness of all of this, there was a group of environmental scientists. They were going to fly in and see if they could help with the cleanup and try to find out what was going on. And they were flying out of Arkansas, and their plane crashed, and all of them were killed. And these were all environmental scientists going to East Palestine. It kind of has shades of Vince Foster and all of these suicides that seem to happen around the Clintons. Something is not right. And it's really hard for me to go through every day trying to focus on my cows and focus on my recording and my music and the things that I want to do with my life when I see all of this corruption and all of these people that just don't care. They absolutely don't care. And they're picking on we the people. I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. But what I am trying to do is to be a help for my fellow brothers and sisters, my fellow countrymen. I never thought I'd live to see what we're seeing right now. And unfortunately, we're pretty dumbed down. And also, we're getting callous to this. They've really used the psychological operation really well. But if you were in a coma, and you went into a coma in 1980, and you woke up right now, and you saw the world what it is now, and you remembered the world the way it was, and you had none of that brainwashing that had been taking place and none of the incremental adding different societal decay things into the picture, you would just be absolutely floored at what you saw. And then if one of the founding fathers would have a chance to come see what happened to the country they founded, they would be saddened, they would be angered, and they'd be disgusted. But yet we all wave the flag and we talk about our Bill of Rights and we talk about our Constitution. But we're seeing it erode. And also the Bible's being targeted as hate speech. In the United States of America, there are places that are calling the Bible hate speech. And there was a person, I believe in Minnesota, that put an ad on a church bulletin that they were looking for a Christian roommate. And they put this on a church bulletin. Someone in the church saw that and turned them into whatever authorities for fair housing. And since that handwritten little note said they were looking for a Christian roommate, they charged this person with a crime, not a hate crime, but with a crime of discriminating against people with some fair housing act. And this person just wanted to share their home to share expenses with a fellow believer. And when you see things like that happening in the United States, and also children being taken away from their parents because the parents are anti-vaxxers, or the parents don't believe in all this agenda that they're pushing on our kids. And so we're seeing our country just absolutely disintegrate. And there again, I don't know what to do about it, other than what I'm doing. I'm trying to wake people up. I'm trying to inform people. And lots of times I feel like I'm coming at you in a spirit of fear, and I really don't want to do that. But I am coming at you a lot of times with a spirit of being alarmed, because I'm really alarmed at what I see. And I don't know how many people pay attention to a 
man that calls himself the Canadian Prepper, and I think he's very much worth your time of looking at his videos. And I watched a video of the Canadian Prepper, and he was saying about, and he was talking about all these minerals that they use in the manufacturing process of mainly the batteries of these electric cars. And according to his research, is that we're going to run out of a lot of these rare earth materials before 2030. But yet they're phasing out gasoline cars. Now, why would they do that? Because it's destroying the planet. Okay, well, what about East Palestine, Ohio? What are you going to do about that? Oh, that's nothing. Nothing to see here. But you have a, what? A gas-powered lawnmower? Well, you're destroying the planet. You see the double standard here that we're looking at? It's as obvious as Hillary Clinton committing treason and then no one doing anything about it. But if you or me, if we did what she did, there would not be a dungeon deep enough for them to throw us in. And so we have this horrible double standard. And so they're going to push these electric cars that that I personally do not like. Now, I'm sure they perform really well, but... I've seen way too many electrical vehicle fires, and those are the most evil-looking fires I've ever seen in my life. And I wouldn't want to be anywhere near an electric car that's their batteries are on fire. But now it looks like that they're running out of the material to make the batteries. But didn't Klaus Schwab say that we will own nothing and be happy? That's where they're steering us. And also, when they outlaw gasoline-powered cars... They're going to outlaw all the gasoline-powered tractors and trucks that make up a lot of the workforce, at least at harvest time anyway, in the agricultural community. Now, most everybody uses diesel, but there's a lot of old gas tractors out there that are used in hay production and also in some cultivating and some light work. And in the times of harvest, you see all sorts of old straight trucks that can haul a few bushels of grain in in the middle of harvest. And so people keep really busy at that time of year. And also they use a lot of gasoline-powered trucks and tractors. And what they're doing is they're programming in a whole bunch of poverty. Now, what happens when they outlaw diesel? Do you think that freight is going to get moved around the country like it is now? Of course not, because there's no way that they're going to be able to make enough batteries for these trucks We don't generate enough power to keep these trucks plugged in, to keep them powered, and how long is it going to take to plug them in? They'll be rolling for two hours and plugged in for eight hours, and freight's not going to get moved that way. And what about farm tractors and construction equipment? You see the Pandora's box that they're opening? And so they're trying to implode everything. They're imploding us physically by chemical attacks and also pandemics and things they're releasing. They're after us spiritually by what they're trying to push down our throats as far as the social agenda and also them defaming Christ and trying to outlaw the Bible and the Word of God. They're after us as far as our food production. They're after us as far as how we get around and travel. They're restricting what we say on the Internet. And then we have the gall to say that we're the land of the free. We're not the land of the free. Absolutely not the land of the free. 
And I don't know why there's not a large group of like-minded people that do have power, that do have positions in government, even if it is just county commissioners. I don't know why we don't have groups in the government get together and come out and start making some declarations that they're going to follow the law as the law is written and not how it's interpreted to them by a very corrupt justice system. I would imagine that every county that's a border state with Mexico, I would imagine every county, if they actually followed the laws of that county and the laws of that state, they would get in trouble by the federal government because the federal government wants all the fentanyl that they can get across this border. Now, a lot of people think that there's people in Congress and in the Senate and also in the White House and high places in the cabinet that get kickbacks financially from the drug trade. Now, I'm not sure I believe that. But stranger things are happening every day. So I don't know just exactly what is up with letting all the drugs through. And then all the drug addicts that are on the street that are just passed out in all these big cities, you can see people that are just shells of themselves. It's really sad to see. Where is the empathy? Where are the people reaching out to these people? They're just not. Some of these communities, the way they reach out to the drug addicts is to give them clean needles. And that's no way to handle the problem. Give them a clean needle. They use it once. It's a dirty needle. They'll use it again probably that same day. And so what's the point? And so I guess that's what I'm trying to get at, is that what is the point of all of these people doing all these evil things if it's not to destroy our great way of life? They're trying to destroy all of our heritage. They're trying to destroy our families. They're trying to destroy all of our laws and our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. They're trying to destroy all of our history. They've already destroyed all of our music, and they've ruined the arts. I've been using a company called We Transfer to transfer my files to Bob Bierman and also to the other radio stations. And over the last six months, you have to go through one window and click on that you want to send files, but you have to see this one window to get to where you want to go. And I'm going to have to quit this company because the window that pops up is now showing demonic pictures with demons that look like Satan with young children and also showing bearded men in dresses with lipstick. And they're really pushing hard this horrible satanic agenda. And so I can't use this company anymore. So that's another job that I have to do is replace the company that I'm sending files through. But that's just how bad this psychological operation is. You can't get away from it. They just keep it in your face 24-7. Can you imagine how obnoxious you would be if you walked up to everybody and said, Hi, I'm straight. I'm not homosexual. Hi, I'm straight. I'm a Christian. Hi, I'm straight. I'm a Christian. Hey, I'm straight. I'm a Christian. I know you'd wear out your welcome really quick, but yet all of these kids that have fallen for this horrible lifestyle on the transgender and homosexual, everything that they do is all about their sexuality. Everything. Hi, I'm gay. Hi, I'm trans. You better get my pronouns right. Not that I would get overly mean with anyone, but... I pity the person that comes up and tells me I have to use pronouns and then they tell me I have to say the words they want me to say because I will set them straight. 
We're losing our ability to even have our own thoughts. And years ago, people would call that the thought police, and they would kind of jokingly say, you know, well, I guess the thought police are out in full force. Well, we now have thought police. And it's just going to get worse and worse and worse until all of this is stopped. And I really hope Jesus comes back really soon, because that will put an end to all of this. That's where the Bible says everything's headed anyway. And I don't know about you, but I'm ready for the kingdom of God. I am ready to check out of this clown show. I say, Jesus, come quickly. But until he does, we have to maneuver ourselves through these horrible situations that we see every day. So I'm just going to tell everybody, do your best. Keep in prayer. Don't let this get you too down. I know that you can't help it because it gets me down at times. But the whole thing is, is that it's all planned. It's all orchestrated. And it's also in their plans to make us depressed and to make us give up and not want to fight. That's part of their plan. And so I, for one, I'm going to do just the opposite. I'm going to fight harder. And I would hope that you would as well. Well, I hope you got something from the show today. It was kind of all over the map. But I had to talk about several things because they really are on my heart. And that's how I prepare for my visits with you on Truth to Ponder. I don't write notes down and have a script. I just search my heart and pray about what I need to talk about. And then I just turn on the microphone and just get started. Because I do my best to let God direct my words. I know at times I do better than others with that. But I'm only human and I do my best. But I do really appreciate you tuning in today. And if you would like to consider donating to Truth to Ponder, that's real easy to do. All you have to do is go to truth2ponder.com then click on the support tab. And once you do that, it'll lead you through how to donate through Give, Send, Go. But if you'd like to send it in by mail, you'd write out a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C H I L H O W I E, Chill Howie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. And your donations are very much appreciated. Well, thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate it. And until next time, everyone, stay strong, stay hopeful, stay vigilant. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.